Hello everyone, welcome to TED Talks Minis, a hobby late night show that airs live mostly every Wednesdays, uh, where we paint, uh, where we talk every week featuring a special guest from the miniature painting community. I'm your host, Ted Bergen, and tonight we have my best friend JL from JL Paints Minis joining us as a co-host. Our guest tonight is the one and only Asriel Grimm, creator of the Grimm Grip that is sweeping the hobby space. Um, I'm very excited. Let's get this started. Hello, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Great, buddy. How are you doing? Doing great. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's Wednesday night. It's 8 o'clock, so that can only mean one thing. Uh, everybody's favorite late-night hobby show. Um, <laughs> all right, that's enough shit uh how you guys doing <laughs> everybody keeping well sorry man i was having some connection <laughs> yeah no man we're doing great i'm really really excited appreciate you letting me come on and uh and guest host here with you it's been uh it's been an exciting week and and ready to talk some some grim grips i'm ready to talk minis mini world answer questions yeah people absolutely. might have absolutely um yeah so for anybody that's tuning in um jl co-host best friend um jl why don't you uh introduce yourself to the uh warhammer slash hobby painting community yeah so obviously i'm jl i'm the owner of jl commission painting services um at jl paints minis on instagram um and the inventor of the new Grimdark box. I've been painting Warhammer uh, just about as long as Ted has for about two years now, something like that. Uh, and um, about a year and a half, yeah, since year July and half, of last year and a half. And um, really, really excited. You know, the, this show is an opportunity to to sort of interact with our amazing community. And um, lately, just been been working on the Grimdark box, doing some really, really exciting things there, and. Hopefully, going to get back to painting some miniatures soon, and uh, yeah, right on. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, for anybody else, um, JL is going to be a guest on the show. Just him and I. It's going to be amazingly atrocious, and I can't wait for it. Um, <laughs> but really that's is. not tonight. Tonight we are featuring nope. Asriel Grimm, Captain Slaymore, creator of the original Grim Grip. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself? I'm just an old maker. Uh, live in Virginia. I make magic props mainly for a living. Or uh, used to before the pandemic. And uh, you know, I got a lot of disabled friends, war buddies, vet buddies, and uh, I noticed uh, in the uh, hobby industry. There wasn't a whole lot of accessibility options for people with one arm. So I created the Gurn Grip and got close with people in the uh, industry, the, not only the manufacturing side, you know, different companies, but a lot of you streamers and mini painters. So, you know, I got close with you guys and you guys have some awesome ideas or questions that, you know, a lot of people hadn't thought about. And Absolutely. those are opportunities to innovate and uh, create something that is inclusive for everybody. 
that's about it. You know, I mean, I'm a master woodworker. This ain't mine. Uh, but here's the grim grip. I don't know if you can see it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's uh, you know, I've never really fully painted a mini in my life, but I did create a tool. It's perfect for it. So I'm looking right, forward so. to uh, that and painting some armies with uh, the conquest armies. Was a thousand king. Yeah. That's awesome. No, it's uh, that's one of the main reasons we like. I specifically wanted to have you on here is because whenever there's a new, a new big thing in the hobby, whether it's you know Vallejo or Army Painters coming out with a new paint line, or you know GW releases another uh, Primaris Lieutenant, uh, everybody gets really excited. And when I first saw the Grim Grip, it was one of those things where I thought okay, great, somebody else made another handle. Until I looked at the Kickstarter video, and I was blown away. I was, and this isn't me, like, being a fanboy or anything, but I was blown away right. by the simple fact that you didn't make this to make, you know, make millions of dollars. You made this to make people's experience better. Right. Like, and when I say people's, I mean everyone. And we've talked about this before with inclusivity and focusing on everyone's needs, not just, uh, I hate using the term able-bodied, but, uh, yeah, your, your focus is on making sure that the, that the hobby, the painting, that everybody has a tool to use. And that's, it, it's absolutely amazing. That's one of the things I love yeah. about this community, and it's yeah, it's something that's not often seen. It's often talked about, but I don't think that it's often, uh, you know, executed. Yeah, right. And I think that's something that uh, you know, uh, me and me and Azra spoke about a little bit um, when we were talking. I think it was a few days ago, but uh, we have. A, a group of people that we um, talk to or friends with. I don't want to say associates because that sounds way too, you know, whatever. But little yeah, too, it's, uh... it's, it's too, it's too much for Warhammer. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a group of people um, and, and who are creators, who are makers. And a lot of our products focus around availability, accessibility. You know, Grimm has helped the, um, disabled community in Warhammer significantly just by allowing them access to something that they're able to paint their miniatures, something that's essential. Mm -hmm. You kind of got to hold the mini in a way to paint it. And uh, something so simple um, in design and in, in, in concept uh, is super important. And, and I think we're going to get into that a bit later with some of the questions, but it, it's really, really awesome how you've been able to um, allow an entire section of the community a better, more quality experience in the hobby by making it something as simple as uh, a grip. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, 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 that's the thing. It's it's it was simple, mm -hmm. right? I mean, to me, it was simple. Uh, and you know, they uh, that kiss uh, statement, keep it simple, silly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it it really is words to live by. Uh, 
it's simple it's elegant it works and you know that's the three main things you really want and the product it has to look good it has to work good and you know it, you have to uh, include as many people as you want or as possible like you know i'll never be able to create something that you know legally blind people can use right for miniature painting i'd love to one day but right now that's off the scope but one little section at a time you'll get there with enough people joining absolutely so one of the questions that uh that i wanted to ask you directly is Mm -hmm. when it comes to being a maker and a master woodworker where do you find where do you find your inspiration is it um because my my uncle is uh, a cabinet maker and you know i've been around woodworkers most of my life and a lot of them are influenced by you know nature or function uh rather than form uh, so where do you find your inspiration in creating these amazing things because you said that you made magic props as well um so right. that's yeah my brother's a professional magician um basically function function is the the go-to for me if i uh see something i'm like how could that be done better and then you work it out in your head on paper and sometimes it's it's a go sometimes it's like wow i just wasted six hundred dollars worth of wood for that yeah it's functioning like i like beautiful things like everybody else yeah. right like i've got a beautiful desk that has uh uh middle earth all done the map of middle earth wow. laser etch and uh uh cnc and has a uh, you know dye wood dye for the coloring it's beautiful and uh that was for me that was you know for me for myself and i wanted something gorgeous that i hadn't seen anybody else have you know and it serves a a function too it has capacitive touch buttons everywhere that are disguised stars and map markers so you reach over here and you hit like this you know what's it uh uh mount doom you hit it and the overhead lights come on uh you know that's that's awesome that's amazing yeah you know different little things like that and uh you know when you build something like that people want it yeah or they want to buy it you know and then you go into greedy mode and you're like oh man how much could i make from this and you're like hey that was a lot of work you don't want to do that every day for the rest of your life yeah so uh, you know, if somebody wants something custom, I'll, I'll build it. And like right now, we're working on uh, a couple gaming tables for a better maker space for us to use that you know, features some pretty crazy stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, they're playing cards, right? Yeah. So for, for those of you that are uh, listening to this on a podcast, uh, Grim is showing us what looks to be like actual magic. It looks like it looks like just straight up magic. Uh, he's got two yeah. playing cards 
that's uh, they're just normal playing cards, but when he flips them over, uh, they're they look like LED reactive screens, and they change color. And I'm I'm blown away. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, uh, do yourself a favor and and hop onto YouTube and and watch and watch it because it's blowing me away right now. Oh man, pretty cool. It really. I, I think um, I think one of the amazing things you know about our hobby and, and the people in it is when, when you have someone like, like Azrael who, um, you know, comes from this completely different background, you know, like I, I, for my entire life, uh, the first business I ever owned was personal training and I still do it a little bit, but I've been a power lifter, a weight lifter, uh, my whole life. That doesn't have anything to do that's conducive to being creative or artistic at all. Um, but well, other than the, I, the I think dedication, the dedication is is very important, but uh, in terms of direct transferable skills, picking up a seven hundred pound deadlift or uh, painting a miniature, they're they're very different. Um, <laughs> painting a miniature feels a lot better, but I, I think that when you have some all of this hugely diverse group of people uh, in, in this community, to be able to boil down the community's I don't want to say issues because that's a, a negative word, but you know. Uh, some problems or issues or, or unsolved opportunities, you know, um, sorry, unsolved opportunities that, that are there for people, you know, like Azrael, like me, like you, like the, the, the many incredible people in this community to fix and to create, um, you, you get some pretty incredible and pretty significant things that I, you know, I just would have never thought like, I, I'm never going to come up with the grim grip. I don't even know how to turn on one of those woodworking machines, let alone let alone craft that thing. So it, it's it, it's pretty awesome, and, and you know the magic stuff. It's just cool in its own right, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, it's, that's uh, the thing. There's a there's a place for everybody in the hobby. Well, yes, almost yeah. everybody. You know. Yep. No, and that's uh, so, that's pretty much been the rule since. Yeah, since I first started streaming and opening up the Discord channel, um, you know everybody's welcome. But if you've got hate in your heart, check it at the door, because um, the hobby needs to be open and, and inclusive to everyone. Uh, there's no two ways about it. Um, you know, it needs to be better. I would say, based on some of the reports that have been, you know, out in the last half year. But uh, I think it is improving. I think that there's a lot of really, really good people in this community, whether it's here on Twitch, um, on Instagram, YouTube. Um, there's a lot of people out there that aren't just doing this to, you know, make a buck. They're expressing their creative side, their artistic side. And with that, you you really will have people from every facet of life. Um, so whether it's, you know, <clears throat> people with vision issues, people with, uh, physical, um, physical issues, um, please correct me because I, I, I'm unfortunately not exposed as much as, as some people to, um, the stripes that people go through in life. Uh, you know, I've, I've led a pretty fortunate life and, um, I know what it likes. I know what it feels like to be in pain, because uh, I was injured, 
when I was in the military and this hobby helps a lot with you know having PTSD having ADHD and severe anxiety and being able to sit at the at the desk and just you know create something is it's it's the same way that I think my grandpa used to spend hours and hours and hours in the workshop just you know building stuff out of wood it didn't really you know it it wasn't necessarily the the highest grade product but you know he would build a cabinet or something but that's what he would do he would tinker and it's it's beautiful because that kind of positivity of creation it's really sorry <laughs> yeah it's it's a really good outlet um and i'm more than more than fortunate enough that to have met like you and both of you really and it it, it makes it makes the the hobby better when you're not alone right and it, i agree and you know going back to like your granddad uh and your dad the woodworker in your family it's yeah. funny that you know the even the fails mean something to you guys Absolutely. the crooked book yeah you know so there's no to me everything has value everything has value yeah uh, it just finding the right person to see that value in it and hopefully yeah. you know with innovation and the current atmosphere we can get a little bit of that uh magic back out there in the uh, hobby community more people in more people feeling like they belong absolutely and i think uh, the uh you know the fact of the matter is is wherever you go you know whether you play video games whether you play volleyball whether you you know do whatever is there's always going to be assholes it's just the reality of life there's some people who just you know they're jerks and they're going to be jerks but um i think that we have 99.9 percent such an amazing community there were so many people and so many ideas and uh, from what i've experienced you know w when you focus on that when you focused on that aspect of the hobby and those awesome people it just gets drowned out all that all that crap it, it, it just sort of it, it sort of fades um you stop you know uh, you stop thinking about it you stop seeing it really because the the good and in, in my opinion i truly believe this you know, the good will always overcome and it will trump the bad and, and that's why it's so awesome to see people um innovating and you know they're always going to be the people who say oh you did it for a buck you did it for a penny you did it for a pound whatever uh you just ignore it because you know to do that innovation you, you need that and and i think it's just such a huge improvement i'm so so excited because me and ted were talking about this the other day but we are in the golden age of warhammer we're in the golden age of the hobby. Um, there's so much out there, so much potential. And I'm so, so super excited to see where it goes. So. I am yeah. too. I mean, like, you look to your Grimdark box, that's going to be, it's going to be a lifesaver for people like me that's never painted before. Yeah, well, no, you, it's, you it's know, you're getting, you're getting 
probably dozens upon dozens of uh, one-on-one lessons on painting if you want them. So (laughs) (laughs) And I tell you that community has been good to me. Uh, You know, I mean, they really have with uh, the support, like, you know, offers of this, that, my partners, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ryan at Cuttlefish Colors, Cephalopod Studio. You know, if I need paints, I can go to him, Dark Arts. If I need prints, I can go say, hey, can you print this? You know, it, it works out really well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the the whole like making your own product is uh it it fascinates me. It really does. Like I'm you you guys are the you know the commission painter and creator of the Grim Dark Box and the creator of the Grim the Grim Grip. I'm I'm the talent, I'm the personality. <laughs> but but uh no, like I I, I see the innovation and the the inspiration in the products created, and I just I absolutely love it. As you know, as let's put it as like an intended user, really, because I'm not the one going out there to create uh, create you know a new type of airbrush medium. That's that's not me. I can give suggestions on what I think would work best. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Dark Arts, uh, Dark Miss being a 3D, uh, 3D printer and seeing the stuff that she's got up on the, on her Etsy store is mind boggling. Um, because I've, I've wanted a 3D printer for years and I just don't have the space to facilitate it. And I'm interested in getting into it, but it's one of those things where it's like, do I want to get interested in it? and actually do it or should i leave it to somebody who's you know clearly somebody who clearly knows what they're doing um but that brings us back to like another another point is you don't know you don't know until you try and you don't learn until you fail right so when it came to yeah when it when it came to creating and making all the things that you make what's uh what were some of the biggest lessons that you learned from failures it's it's a question that i love to ask people because like we already know each other we've talked before um but when people talk about their failures it's it's a really introspective look on their character and who they are Um, because i've met people that when I asked them, like, you know, what was your most impactful failure in your life? Or at what point in your life did you feel like a failure as a, you know, as a person or whatever your profession is? And based on their response, you really learn a lot about them. And yeah, so what kind of, uh, what kind of failures did you come across in creating the, the original Grim Grip? Oh, uh, we, uh, that's a long one. I got a footlocker full of fails. I mean, an army footlocker of all these designs and everything didn't fit the hand or they were too long. Uh, you know, they didn't feel right. You know, there wasn't like a balance to them. Uh, it started off, I glued, crazy glued a, uh, it was originally a one and a, quarter inch uh, steel ball one and then it had a flat magnet 
on it. I'm like, hey, it works, you know, with the, the, the if you just hold it. Right. And now I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of making it for people who can't hold it. Right. right. So it evolved to this type of magnet and this size and this shape. Like if you've seen the prototypes, they all are straight with fancy, you know, etchings and, and you know, grooves and, and stuff. And I'm like, you're overselling it. Go back to simple. So, uh, that was all that was a bill. That was a waste of at least a month worth of uh, sitting there in the evening spinning and everything. Um, the one I made for the real iron hand. No, that thing is just a beast. I don't know if you've seen it with the big base and the, the non-detachable yeah. arm and yeah. the two balls what you can screw out. I mean, you can screw that thing out like that far. So you can hang that miniature, the bigger miniatures over. That, in a sense, is a fail because it was overkill. Okay. And we added the second magnet and the adhesive tab that solved that problem. Matter of fact, she ordered one from Maiden's Minis, one of the regular ones, because it was over-engineered or, you know, over-thought out. Yeah. It does work well, though. You know what I mean? It's, it's a pretty piece. Uh, that was a semi-fail. And then, you know, getting into this for, like, I wasn't going to mass produce these. I was going to make one or two, sell them, you know, uh, send some to some game shops or streamers to see if, you know, right. there was an interest. Uh, it originally was to help two of my friends that were going to lose their houses. So that was how the whole Kickstarter thing, and it just kind of snowballed, right? <laughs> Which got me more involved and more involved and more involved in the, the Kickstarter. I'm like, half of me was like, don't let this thing happen, you know? But that's a lot of work. And the other half was like, but if it does, look how many people we can help. Uh, yeah. You know, so like uh, all things said and done, out of the 30,000 that retail value of what we've made, you know, assembled and everything and have ready to rock out the door, I gave away 21,000. Gave it away. Even paid the shipping to the people that you see promoting it, selling it, that kind wow. of stuff. Then, wow. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, ultimately, it wasn't about the cash for me or the responsibility. And I'm going to be honest here. Uh, I didn't want to sit here making Grim Grips all day. Yeah. yeah. You know, that wasn't ever what it was. And I'm blessed to have people that want to take that, take that in with it, make it happen with the charity. You know, the, the rules are you got to continue giving the charity. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm giving ready to send 20 overseas to the UK to uh, Naughty, what is it? Naughty, Naughty Corner Studio. Yeah, Naughty, uh, Naughty Corner uh, Studios. Yeah. And, uh, another one, they're running and with it. So you can take a failure and make it a success, and you can bring and in, involve other people in that success. So even a fail can become something wonderful. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, I feel a lot. You know, I mean, sometimes I giggle at myself, like, uh, we were making teleporters, not real ones, you know, but this magic <laughs> prop is mind-blowing, right? Uh, mm. 
and it uses nichrome wire like you find in vapes. And I have no idea what I was thinking, but I was holding it. <laughs> I was holding the nichrome wire in one hand, having a conversation. And I'm sitting there wing nutting, you know, putting the wing nut on the one end, talk, looking up at the guy, and I mean I reached down and made the connection to that nichrome wire on a forty or a forty amp or a forty amp uh, volt uh Nikon battery. That thing went white hot instantly yeah. in my hand. Yeah, that hurt. Oh my God. And yeah. fail, fail, fail. Yep. And it, the worst part was it stuck to my hand. Right? Mm. So when I pulled it off, it out of the wire box, and I'm looking at I grab it with the other hand. That's what kind of genius I am sometimes. Right? You know, so I ended up burning both hands or something that shouldn't happen. Not funny. That's, yeah. Uh, I'll have those moments. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So when you're looking at, um, yeah, that's, that's nasty. So obviously, you know, you're a smart man and you learn from these failures or, or semi failures and, um, you know, you, you don't let them just kick you down and leave you there. You know, even grabbing the wire. I'm sure you didn't do it again after that. No. Um, obviously. and, um, you know, how do you take what you learn? Because sometimes it's hard, you know, I went through, Ted knows this, um, Mango Smasher, who I believe he's watching right now, knows this as well. But I've been through 17 different iterations of the Grimdark box. And I've only been prototyping the thing for about four or five months. So, <clears throat> you know, that's that's a lot of, a lot of new stuff, a lot of failures, a lot of realizations that, you know, it needs to be better. Um, is the biggest thing. And so how do you take your failures, uh, whether they be mistakes, machining mistakes, you know, bad product, whatever, and how do you apply those and make the next thing better without getting that, that discouragement to just say, you know what, let me just throw my hands up and you can have this. Oh, it, it like, there's always a solution to a problem. Always, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, like, for the teleporters example, it is a perfect example of we were using the Nikon wire and that stuff, it's it's a pain in the butt to change it. But then we went with the plasma fires. These things are amazing. They just fire plasma, right? So cool. And then the whole, yeah, the whole thing is that you have to find a way to hide it. And you're hiding it in wood that's five millimeters thick. So it, it, it's frustrating when you weaken the structure that much that, you know, that if they go to change uh, the wire, they can push that through paper thin walls. And I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to do it another way until I'm sitting watching. Uh, now I was discouraged. I was like, man, we're going to have to go back to Nikon wire. Uh, I'm watching uh, YouTube. And I'm watching these guys pour those resin and wood tables. Yep. I like, love those. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, now, can you put this electronics in resin? Will it mess it up? Because it's liquid, but it's not really a conductive liquid it, once, you, once it dries, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when it's wet, yeah, it's going to, you know, mess something mm -hmm. up. So... 
we research it and we're seeing people putting, you know, Arduinos encased in, in resin and we're like, let's give it a try. And it solved everything very cheaply. I mean, it re, it, it reinforced the wood, gave it back its strength, couldn't see it, easy to work with, fast to work with, and came out perfect. So you just sometimes just got to walk away breathe about it and then right when you're ready to take a step backwards you see you take two steps forward so you always have to have faith in that process because you're a smart guy you you figured out where you figured out things to get you where you are right now right you can cross them you'll cross that finish line no no absolutely and uh yeah that's that's often an approach i try to take with um with painting especially is for whatever reason, I'll get to uh, like the last army I painted the emperor's bodyguards, the adeptus custodes. I got to about 80% of the army being done and I just didn't want to do it anymore because whatever reasons. And, you know, with encouragement from JL and, and mango, I just, kept pushing but i didn't feel the inspiration um i didn't feel quite as inspired as i did at the start of the project so (laughs) this sounds stupid but i just took two two or three nights off um because usually i'll paint every night uh it's just it's what i do and i took two or three nights off and i played some video games and watched uh, i started re-watching er like the old 90s uh, medical drama and yeah yeah for whatever reason it clicked in my brain and i was like oh yeah yeah i know what i want to do with these guys and you know now the army is painted and my first you know first set of models that i bought built painted and finished completely without you know having a model or two put to the side and that's it's a big deal for me um because finishing that project it's scary uh and i i I feel like it's not really talked about but whether it's mini painting whether it's woodworking whether it's uh business side or creating a new you know master class hobby box like jail's creating in the grimdark box having the dream sometimes is addicting you you create this <laughs> you it, at least it is for me like i'm not speaking for anyone else yeah but it is. you you get this dream in your head and you're excited and you're really looking forward to it and you know you start talking about it because you've put pen to paper, you've written out your ideas, you know you can do it. The execution isn't the issue. But it's almost as if when the project is done and you put that final brush stroke on or that final lacquer or, you know, that the moment that last, the moment you take that sandpaper off and give it a, a quick blow to knock the dust off and you know that it's done, it's like you've lost a little bit of yourself into that project for better or worse 
Like if you spent hundreds upon hundreds of hours and you look at it and you know it's done, but it's not, it didn't finish on the same track that you started on. That's disheartening, right? But even if it's your best project, the best thing you've created to date, you've given a bit of your soul into that project. And when it's done, or at least when you're done with it, you know, that dream that, um, like Moncure, like that, uh, that heart is now a part of that project and it's not in you anymore. And at least that's how I feel. Um, because <clears throat> like, I know with JL working on the Grimdark box, man, we've, <laughs> I, I'm not even keeping track of how many hours we talked about this. Um, you mm-hmm. know, well, like I'll be painting and Jay will be basically being a chemist, mixing things and creating things. Uh, for those of you who are watching and listening, um, JL announced the Grimdark box. And for those of you that don't know, he's pretty much crafting the whole damn thing by hand. Yeah. If not, yeah, the greatest majority of the of everything being not offered. All of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All of, it. all of it's yeah. being hand mixed yeah. handmade and like that's it's so inspiring and same thing with creating everything that you're creating is that uh, for you grim is like are you guys afraid a little bit when the project ends like the the final curtain drops and it's like oh okay on to the next project or do you constantly have new projects on the go in the interim i've got a shelf full of humiliation you guys know how you got your pile of shame pile of opportunity but yes <laughs> yeah right pile of opportunity i've got the uh the shelf of uh, uh humiliation you know i walk by i'm like yeah one day one day one day uh but when when like, yeah, I'm sad that I passed off the Grim Grip, you know? Right. And I'm having to let go because I want to see it succeed. But at the same time, uh, I'm not getting any out there. There's lots more things to build out there. And I left it in good hands. So I got to I got to get over that, right? Absolutely. I wasn't sad to see it go because it's out there in the world. It's got my last name on it. Yep. So, you know, I'm happy with that. And also... By the way, your Grimdark box has my last name on it too. Thanks. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> I'll add a name for you. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's it's all uh, it's all about for me keeping a little part of yourself to yourself. You know, like if no one ever associates me with the the Grim Grip again, I'm okay with that. You know, because it happens. You know, people people get forgetting. Uh, do you guys know who invented, you know, the washing machine, for example? Yeah, it wasn't Mayday. You know, it's no. it's just about moving on and doing the best that you can with what you have, right? Right. So, uh, we'll uh, we'll be doing this stuff. This is coming soon, right? That uh, stuff I'm messing with on screen, messing with people. Uh, you know, uh, and 
I'm excited for it, and I know one day it's going to end too. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't and, stop. Uh, so it's more uh, about the more about the journey. It is, and the people you meet, and the people that you can potentially help. Yeah. I mean, my Instagram, I'm going to hate losing it because there's so many messages from people that uh, told me about how it helped them. Yeah, you know. And, and that kind of stuff, but again, that's that's part of moving on and letting go, uh, because I know, and, and they know, and they'll tell people, and I'll say, hey, you know, I got screenshots of this guy's, you know, review and, and his letter to me, and you know, when I feel down or I can't, don't want to do something, I'll read it. I'll be like, there's somewhere, there's somebody counting on me to build this, you know. Hopefully, they're not a serial killer. <laughs> definitely hope that um, yeah yeah I mean um, I don't know if it's just because I'm a, you know a bit younger um, whether it's because this is sort of my first baby you know Grim, you, you, you spent your whole life, you know, creating this amazing stuff, working in magic and everything like that. So, you know, you're, I don't want to say you're, you're used to creating this stuff, but um, you are. And that's why, I mean, your projects right. turn out so great. But, you know, for me, I've always offered, like, even when I've worked jobs, you know, owning the, the coaching business and owning the commissions, um, you know, for me, that was always sort of sweat of my brow. You know, I, I knew that I could coach someone very well because it was me and my brain and that was the product. Same with commissions. It was my hands and my brain and, and my creativity. But with the grimdark box, you know, it's a bit of, uh, you know, it, it, it's a bit of an adventure because it's like, I, I want it to be perfect. And I know, Ted, you've sat there listening to me, uh, you know, the highest highs and the lowest lows of this entire project, you know. Yeah. We probably spent over a hundred hours, oh, hundred hours talking easily. about it. Easily. Probably more than that. Probably. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's, I, I know it's going to be hard to, to let go of it because one day, you know, if I do end up selling it, um, sell, whether it's selling the idea or, or whatever, uh, I, I know that if I go and, you know, work a full-time job and stuff like that, I'm not going to be able to, unless this can sustain me in which case I, I would love to do it. But, um, uh, work a full-time job and mix, you know, my own paints, my own washes, my own, everything like that in my basement. Um, the amount of labor that that takes, the amount of time, it's just me, right? Um, the, there's no one helping me with it um, in terms of labor and stuff like that. It's just me. So uh, putting that much time and effort in and even with the diorama, which we'll talk about at some point, whatever, uh, you know, it's still my baby. And, uh, I, I love it to death and that's why I want it to be so perfect. But I know one day that I'm going to let go of it and, and it's going to go off and either, you know, disappear and have its run or maybe someone else, you know, will take it on. But um, I do think at this point, you know, a, a little bit of me will go with it. And I hope that little bit of me uh, takes that product and, and the, the next person who gets it, if, if it goes that route, you know, respects that. And they, um, they not only respect it, but they, they try their best to, because 
I know for sure, if nothing else with this project, even if it, you know, crashes and burns, um, which I hope it doesn't, but I mean, that's the reality of life sometimes, but even if it, whatever happens, I hope the next person to take it on understands and respects that and they give their all to it too, um, or to whatever they apply it to. And the, like I was talking about before with the ease of access and the accessibility, like with Grim stuff, we're making products so that people can put their all into something so that they can be happy with the result of it. Right. And in the end, that's to make them happy. And quite frankly, we've talked about this. One of the main reasons why I do commissions, maybe it's selfish as hell, but when someone gets a commission and they text me or DM me, and they say, oh my God, I love it. It, it. It's perfect. Thank you so much. That is is just, there's no better feeling than that. And yeah, providing no. something like that would just, it's awesome. That's uh, yeah. that the absolute highlight of uh, finishing up that Chaos Space Marine commission. Um, yeah. Was bringing all the finished varnished models uh, to my friend and client's house and having them just just seeing his eyes light up when he, you know, when he grabbed the, the, the chaos terminators, he was like, those are so cool. You painted, you painted eyes on the, on the dead guardsman's head. That's like impaled on a spike. I was like, well, yeah, but they're all great. Well, yeah. I was like, I know it's gross and so cool. <laughs> like just little things like that. Just always make me, it makes it worth it, you know, yeah. and, and Grim with you yeah. saying like you getting uh, messages from people and actually the chat right now is, uh, is throwing all kinds of love. And I think that's what I was, I, <laughs> I think that's what's, uh, that's what I was getting at with when a project is over for me, at least it's, it's that feeling that when you put your whole ass into something and it works, you know, yeah. and people appreciate it, but more importantly, you know, the people that you do it for, they're happy, and happiness is a rare commodity for so, for a lot of people, and when you see that joy on their face, or, you know, you get a really good heartfelt message from someone, man, there's no better feeling, and yeah. it's it's one of those, like, age-old philosophy questions, like, are you actually doing a good deed for them or is it for you because you're the one reaping the benefit? And to that, I say, who fucking cares? They're happy. So that makes me happy. Let's just be happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is like, there's a difference like, uh, with, with all of this, it's, it's all relative. Like if, uh, I hadn't met Darkness and, and, and well, Dark Arts Minis and, and Cephalopod Studios. They helped uh, a lot, right? Right. Uh, all the team did. Sig Gnarly. I couldn't have got where I was without these guys. Rhino during the Kickstarter. All these people helped me. Uh, so all of them, if, if, if they're accusing me or anyone saying I did it for the money or I did it for this or whatever, I don't know why I did it. The, the, you know their opinions they are a little barbie but uh in the end they're accusing an entire team of being out for for money dr rhino 
He hasn't sold any for personal gain. He used them for giveaways to raise money for charity. So yeah. is PSK Studio. PSK's got one of the big, big charity events. You guys got to support PSK on this. Absolutely. Uh, where he's giving handles and, and things from the community. Uh, you know, he's not doing it for the money. Uh, and except for Pod Studios, Ryan, uh, he's he's already established. He's not doing it for the money. Dark Arts, you know, studios. she's Ryan. Uh, she's she's the next Bill Gates. I'm not. No, I'm joking. Uh, she uh she's got an established print business. This is just you know something to pass on to somebody else that well, it kind of forced cooperation. We're all three friends, so I know that darkness isn't going to mess step over and vice versa they're going to build it together and i'm going to reap benefits yeah i'm not gonna lie i get my my two dollars you know royalties and (laughs) whatever uh so that's a passive income but what they fail to remember is that passive income helps fuel the next best thing the next the next big thing right right it isn't like i'm going to turn around and buy a lamborghini with my you know 50s of dollars I'm going to invest that in the wood. I'm going to invest it in the new tools uh, to make, uh, you know, table toppers. Uh, we, we've discussed that uh, for uh, people that are bedridden. So they can, yeah. you know, it's like TV tray for them. Uh, yeah. So they can take money there, you know, uh, people that are in the hospital. You get in the hospital, you might, you know, you might be there for some reason where you can still paint, you know, but, uh, you might be there for a couple of weeks, especially with COVID lockdowns and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. We don't know. So, uh, it, even if it's a solution that's out there, there's a solution for somebody. It doesn't have to be a solution for everybody. So, you know, you got to you gotta ignore the uh, the people that come at you like that. Because I guarantee that if you go through my chat, 7 out of 10, people are asking for a demo record or a promotional demo. So seven people are asking for it, and you know the deal. Hundred times you say yes. Ain't the times you say yes to certain people. It's the times that you say no that get you the hate. So you just gotta keep yeah. on trucking now. You, you go. You got this community. Everybody in here loves you, and they know that you're gonna be successful. Only you decide what level of success and what you determine success. You don't let other people determine that for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's that's so true. Um yeah, we've talked about this before in self-sabotaging um in any aspect, whether it's business or painting or friendships. Um, you know, it's there's a line that I like to use and I've been using it for a while and that the only person that you're or the only thing that you're ever responsible for is yourself. Everything else is secondary really like in the nittiest of grittiest of things um you're only truly responsible for yourself and by that i'm not saying you know don't help others but it's the exact opposite you should be doing the best that you can to help others bring everyone else up with you and that's what this uh these talks are about is it's giving people a platform and having conversations <laughs> chat's going uh chat's going absolutely nuts and it's lovely to yeah. see uh um, great 
yeah, no, uh, the entire uh, the entire Grim Grip crew is taking over. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but, I got uh, the best beer. Ain't gonna lie. No, <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing, man. Like, <laughs> like once uh, when when we were looking at all this and um, like when I was talking with JL about who I wanted on the show um, and also like who I don't want on the show for various other reasons we decided um after very lengthy and i don't want to say like argumentative conversation it was a little bit heated like it was heated yeah it It was was definitely heated. heated it was heated um but you know we basically came to the conclusion that we want people on this show that one want to be on it and two um it's the best way to word it jail it's it's the give a fucking shit about what happens to the beautiful community of warhammer yeah exactly they're not just in it for themselves they want to be a part of the community they are a part of the community or maybe they're on the cusp of being recognized in this community um so like criteria to get on the show i don't Mm -hmm. care if somebody's got 10 followers or ten thousand. Chances are, I'll probably pick the person with 10 over the person with 10,000 simply because I want to give them an opportunity. I want them to, you know, have a platform. Like, stand up, tell us your name, (laughs) right? And seeing the hype going off in chat is, is amazing because these are all really cool people, Um, like everybody. You want to know, uh, I like to think this, I don't know if it's true, but, uh, I did that. I didn't go after the, the big name streamers who are already established. They, they've yeah. got their lion share. Yeah. Um, and it's been amazing over the last six months to watch people like Signarly, Maiden's Many, everybody's grown and they are a team. Like, you know, if one of them needs something, the other one steps up. That's that's just amazing to me. Like, uh, you know, Maidens always says, well, uh, I got these sponsors thanks to, to you. Sponsor me and all that. No, 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 no. And I, I correct him on it. I'm like, you got it to your own merits. Yeah. You know, you did such a good job with the grip promoting it. You stuck with it. You did it. You did this. You did that. You got that on your own merits. Uh, you know, how how somebody takes a gift or a, a hand up, not a hand out, a hand up exactly. uh, and runs with it determines their, how far they'll go. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. You, yeah, you can give somebody, you know, a box of uh, grim grips and they can sit on the shelf. They, they'll not do anything. Yeah. Uh, but other people, will take that opportunity and realize that you know they may sell one they may not get five people to enter their contest but that doesn't stop them it it has never stopped my crew and i I call them my crew but we're all of them uh from one crew from don't yeah yeah you know nobody's more important than the other and i i kind of i told you guys this before i want to go back to days where i could go in the stream and it's like high cap high ads and not high grim grip yeah you know so moving on you know moving but, forward uh, it, it 
yeah yeah it really and I, everybody yeah you know i think that um like the hand up handout thing is it's so true and uh excuse my cursing because i just can't help it um but I'll i've got some incredible explicit it's okay go for it okay buddy thanks that's <laughs> um I just can't help it. I get emotional. I just start cussing. So, yeah. um, you know, I got some amazing fucking people in my corner. You know, Ed, you're, no, you're my best friend in the world, and you spent hundreds of hours on this silly little project that I, I've been doing. I got Mango Smasher in the other corner, you know, just incredible person um, supporting me, whether it be financially, emotionally, just listening, spitballing ideas. You know, uh, as we're, you know, you've been incredible talking to you, you know, you're a busy man, I'm a busy person, you know, we're, but whenever we talk, it's, it's always amazing. And I think that everyone has those people. And if you don't, and there's people around you just going, yep, yep, that's cool. This is great or whatever. Then you need to find those people because they're out there. Yeah. You know, there are people there, most importantly, who will call you out on your shit and ted is one of those people mango is one of those people um that if you put out something that is under your standard they will go what is this shit why are you being an idiot why did you do that and why are you lying to yourself and sometimes you need that slap in the face and yeah. that's you learn you have successes but you learn from failures so for me, that's always the most important thing is if I'm not acknowledging my failure, if I'm lying to myself, then you need someone there to, you know, give you a little crack in the back of the head and say, hey, you know what, smarten up. You're better than this. Yeah. And and those are the people who will get you further. Exactly. Right. And yeah. That's why I'm stealing mango from your creek and mine. Just nope, so you, you can't you can't have her. She's mine. Well <laughs> if I can make a proposition, um why don't we just have one crew? You know, we'll yeah, that's uh, we'll talk we'll we'll talk some shit and uh, yeah, no nobody's stealing nobody. We'll just uh, <laughs> nobody's stealing anybody. We'll just lash that's our uh, we'll just lash our tents together. That's the the that's the thing is we're one community and yeah, we're yeah. a community of all communities. Right, and there's a. It, it blows my mind. I'll be if I ever get into the tabletop war game. I know how competitive I'm going to be. I'm going to be a shit talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? oh, but at the end of the day, I'll be. Oh yeah, so, you shit talk all you know, day long, and then shake your opponent's hand and be, "Oh yeah, no, great yep. game. I loved what you did in turn three. Um, yeah, no. If you want to absolutely decimate people, talk to uh, talk to Mango Smasher. I'm pretty sure she's still yeah. She just undefeated. obliterates people, and they never want to come back. It's hysterical, and also you you feel bad. Like it, it's yeah. not it's not okay. Yeah. Ask her about her magic deck. It's yeah. It's it's or not custodes game. or anything else. But anything, any game system yeah. that she plays. Yeah, but no, it, just that's the that's a great thing with like tabletop wargaming and really anything is that if you find yourself in a fair fight you fucked up already um but no this is uh this is wild like it really is is that 
you know, talking to people that you admire for various different reasons and getting to know them is just so cool. And like, I know JL, especially with the, with Grimdark Box is talking to all, like all sorts of people. I'm not going to name names, um, but there are some big ones and it blows me away. And when doing like, you know, these Ted talks, minis episodes, I'm super happy that people just are interested. And this is my contribution to the community. Um, I've lost a headphone. Give me a moment. Yeah. Like this is (laughs) technical difficulties. It is a live show. Um, but no, this is my contribution to the community is, you know, giving people a platform. And I, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Grim, in that, to be honest, like, yeah, there's a couple of people I've got to draw on the, the guest, like the dream guest list that have, you know, thousands of followers and live off the hobby in terms of commissions or sponsorships and affiliations and things like that. Because I would like to get their personal perspective not so much like the streaming perspective, but mostly I, I yeah. just want to talk to other hobbyists and be like, how's your day going? You know, what have you been up to? Which model did you fuck up this week and how'd you fix it? Like all of them. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, I mean, and that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Once Henry Cavill finds out about the Grim Grim, it's all over but the crying. He'll beg to get one. Yeah. Really. And you ain't get one till you go on Ted's show. <laughs> oh man. I uh yeah, so I'm not gonna lie, after seeing all the Graham Norton uh videos uh, or the video that you know Henry Cavill and it's Warhammer Graham. Um I did have a <laughs> I did have a weird little dream where I didn't have Henry Cavill or uh Spider Man Tom Holland on. I had um David Tennant who played Doctor Who. Um, I had him right. on the show. I don't know why. I think my wife was watching a, a, a Shakespeare play or something like that where he was in it, like the night before. And I had a dream and he was on the show and he was really, really excited and he was talking about how he was painting these Imperial Guard. And they looked atrocious in my dream. Like, <laughs> like they were so bad. But I was trying to be so courteous and professional with this award-winning actor in my dream that I was like, "No, no, man. They, I think it's a, I think it's a great effort for your first army." And he's like, "What do you mean, first army? This is like my sixth. And I was like, "Oh, we're gonna take a short commercial break, and we'll be right back." <laughs> but you know, like to be honest, I'm gonna say it right now. But if somebody like Henry Cavill wants to come on the show, more than welcome. But uh, we'll have to put you through the screening process. And that's usually about a half an hour phone call with uh, JL and myself. And uh, yeah, it's it's different. There's a lot of French Canadian swearing. And yeah. sometimes it goes on for five minutes at a time. So yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Why did I have to turn my head and call? <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, it's something to do with customs. Um, Okay. Um, improper yeah. form, uh, multi tabernacle. Uh, tabernacle. Uh, uh, for those of you that aren't uh, Canadian or Quebecois, um, 
that's a that's that's a bad swear so definitely mark the podcast as explicit yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be a good move uh but um you know i think that uh i think that out of this we can we we can just sort of see like this hobby especially the community that we've built around i say we like i've fucking done anything that ted has built around you know the ted bates mini discord uh you know ted bates mini instagram stuff like that like when i first met ted i met him through a school project uh i was doing i was doing a school project for the grimdark box but it wasn't a real thing back then it was just a school thing uh we had to make up a project because i'm at business school and that's what we do i guess and uh, that and just watch wolf of wall street on repeat <laughs> and <laughs> When we first met, it, it, it was it was great. It, we it was supposed to be a half an hour phone call or, or Instagram call, and ask him like six questions. You know, shake his hand, thank you very much, whatever. You know, kiss ass goodbye. And we ended up staying on the call for four hours, I think something like that, three or yep. four hours. Yep. And just just talking about everything, and, and we just hit it off, and um. You know, now we we talk every day, whatever. But yeah. this isn't just me bragging about how oh I'm Ted's bestest friend. But there are the people in the community who may not do anything like you. Uh, you know, I'm for all intents and purposes, if you want to put a label, I'm a speed painter. I do grim dark. I'm lazy as shit um, when I paint. I, I just and Ted is this absolute perfectionist who puts out this incredible models i'm not just kissing his ass like it, no, if you no. don't think ted's a good painter go look at the jet bike captain from custodies and if you still don't think it just go away um but well, i appreciate uh, it. it i mean it, it's true but you know I, I think that there's the people in this community that are that are incredible and by sort of connecting you know if you want to call us a group one group to another you just um you know you create this bigger community full of love and full of awesome people that no matter what the experience level is you just you know you have a great time and you paint some minis yes. you know that, that's that's an important thing is i've met people that i watched their streams before right and i never said anything in streams or a crack wise in the stream i never imagined that you know they'd be like hit me up on instagram or discord and actually, you know, reaching out just to talk, you know, uh, like dude, being the second guest on your show, and this is the only show I've done, is it, pretty big deal to me. You know, I'm I'm nobody in the community, or was, you know, and hopefully I can dodge out to still be in the body and everybody sends their grief to darkness. You know, no, don't send her. She's in. Uh, you know, but it it really is cool that. You know, I've talked to Squidmont. I've talked to Uncle Adam. I've talked to uh, Kit from Game Indy. I've talked to all these people. And it they just never return my, my messages. <laughs> never? I've. Uh, Not nice enough. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe I'm too nice. Maybe I'd just message, yeah, maybe. Uh, message a no and be like, hey, fuck nuts, what's up? But. Uh, <laughs> it worked. It worked. No, yeah, it's. I, uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's in regards to the training order. Yeah, actually, um, 
my wife is in chat and she just brought up a really good point. She said, everyone is a somebody to somebody. And no, it's, it's true. Like, um, when I came up with the idea for Ted talks minis, um, you know, I, I had been mulling it around for well over the last couple of months and because I was dissatisfied with painting on stream, there's nothing wrong with it. It just, it wasn't really for me. And I felt really bad because people like friends had subscribed and like paid real dollars to help me do this. Um, because the money that I spend on the hobby is money that I earn through the hobby, uh, whether it's with commissions or Twitch. Not yet. I haven't gotten a payout, but I'm working on that. Um, like halfway there. But uh, yeah, it's um, like the TED Talks minis felt like a better option for me. That way I can just focus on talking to people. And when I came up with a perspective guest list for each season, let's call it that, because it's, it's a live, uh, live show. It's a late night show. Um, the first three people that I wanted on the show was Jenny Joy, because she got me into streaming in the first place because I used to watch, watch her stream and it just helped me feel connected into the, the hobby community aside from just Instagram. Um, like an interactive sense. Um, JL and Mango. I'm putting them together because they're my besties. And, you know, uh, if we do have Mango on the show, it's going to be... Um, I don't know if we'll be able to uh, put it up on YouTube. It might just be too explicit. <laughs> it, it, it will be too it'll explicit. Be violent. It'll, it, out there it'll get violent. Uh, <laughs> DM Ted if you want the video, but it's yeah, going to be locked yeah. away. Yeah. Um, double, or the deposition. Yeah. 256 bit cipher encryptions, all that jazz. No. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I thought about the third slot briefly in terms of, okay, who in this community should have a platform, is generous and kind and developing within said community, and just seems like a cool person and it was you grim it was you because that first couple of messages that we had back and forth um yeah i i knew it immediately and i put you down on the guest list and i was like yeah let's let's do this um, um yeah because it means everything and everything that you're saying like the fact that like what was it 21 thousand out of thirty thousand was donated that you're doing all this to uplift people in the community that you know that you know that you respect it's it's amazing it really is and it's a border system yeah people need to know more about this kind of thing because um you know, there, there's rumors about some of the bigger hobby channels, and I'm not going to name names on either side of, you know, getting paid to do product reviews, and it's it's disheartening to me, um, because, you know, if, if anybody sends me shit for free, like my friend Matt, who's in the Discord, um, 
he sent me a Raphael uh, brush. And he just messaged me out of the blue one day. And he's like, hey, dude, I got a couple, of, like, I got an extra brush. Um, do you want it? I'm like, well, like, yeah. Like, how much do you want for it? He's like, no, dude, like, I'll send it to you. I'm like, fuck, yeah, sure, of course. Um, and it's little things like that that blow me away. And this is my way of giving back. Um, and I just hope that it's, you know, sufficient. It, it really is. I mean, it, it, little things like this, <laughs> excuse me, go a long way. Uh, like the platform, you have a guest on that's, you know, a smaller content creator or just starting out. The potential for their growth, being on a show like this, meeting new people like Mango, PSK, Darkness, uh, JL, Signarly, all these guys, uh, you know, the crew. That helps them grow, and it develops bonds and stuff. And part of that whole giving the stuff away, Sig and them will tell you that I gave them their handles for helping me promote. Now, that's that's kind of like a consideration, not really payment, right? And when they did their reviews, I'm like, hey, they, I've got the receipts. Uh, I want your honest opinion. I want... Uh, no influence whatsoever. You say what you're going to say. You don't have to send it to me. You post it, and we'll work it out from there. Right. So the the thing was, the stipulation I had was you can do whatever you want with the handles. If you want to donate them, donate them. If you want to sell them and get better stream gear or a better, uh, you know, some resin to print with or, you know, that, that or the other thing, that's your business. One they go in your hands, that's your business. Just, you know, shout me out every once in a while. Let people know. Yeah. And that's that's how we got to where we're at now. And, you know, I could have went the route of, you know, keeping all of them and then taking the money from sales and paying some marketing director that I don't even know. Money, how does that help the community? It only helps me. Yeah, yeah it's, it so, feels a bit one-sided, wouldn't it? Right. And then, you know, I always say it, you know, I'm not the, not the genius. Of, I'm not clever. I got an engineer's type mind, creative mind. But, um, this this was, the Grim Grip was so simple to me. It was a, a look at the problem and I'm like, put it on three axes. Put it on three axes and everything's solved. Uh, so, that makes you question why hasn't some other company that has the teams and teams of overpaid R&D teams, you know, yeah. people, why haven't they done something like this? Yeah. Why? The simple question, why haven't you done something like this? Because, and, and why haven't they done something like the Grimdark? So their, their failure to do so actually opened up doors for me, you, Ted, Everybody, you just got to find that niche of, of what you're good at and what you want to see in the community to change and then take a risk. What's the worst that can happen? You fail. No one's going to string you up on a lamp post for failing. No, no, no one's going to throw rocks at you for failing. You <laughs> fail. And then you've got, you got all <laughs> these friends that are going to help you up, dust you off and say, well, you tried, which is more than that guy. Or that more than this company. Yep. So 
that's the advice I give uh, people is nothing is out outside of your range uh, of ability. If you take your time, you practice, you build your skills, and you research. Yeah. Nothing at all is outside your, your skill range. Any one of us could become a, a brain surgeon if we dedicated our time to it. Or a doctor. Or make a, a fancy dowel rod with a hat. No, and... Yeah, and... Sorry. No, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, and, and I think that... um. I think that's so important for people to hear, to know that, you know, frankly, just what they're doing fucking matters. And, you know, yeah. I know me and Ted talk about this. You know, I sound like a broken record, so I'm sorry. But, you know, we've talked about this for so many hours. Like, you know, even a, like last week or something, you know, I came into stream with Ted horrible day all the r&d i basically had been doing for three weeks just ended in that the trash gun fire and uh i came to stream i'm like you know what man i'm just so disenchanted with the process like i, I don't want to do it anymore. i just feel like garbage and i don't want to make this anymore right now like as of this moment and i do and i still did but i didn't want to do it and ted was basically like well you got two options you can either take the post down um, and not make it, or you can just figure it out. And you figured out everything up until now, been working on this for months and you figured out every process. So what if you had to start again from the beginning? You've had to start again from the beginning 16 times at this point. Is, it, is one more gonna kill you? And I was just kind of like, yeah, well, I guess not. So, um, but, you know, doing what you, you know, whether it's it's Darkness and her amazing 3D sculpts, which I constantly lurk on Etsy, and there will always be those sculpts that I want in a basket, and I apologize, but they're just there so I can look at them because they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, or whether it's Mango speed painting 70,000 um, Ultramarines in 12 and a half minutes. Like, whatever it is, <laughs> it's always... It, 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 people need to just feel satisfied and having this awesome these awesome yeah. people around you is just like it helps with that it does it does doing it really something does. doing something is always better than doing nothing yeah. and when you do something that something has value and <clears throat> like i mentioned earlier having you know ptsd anxiety um depression and things like that and you know With painting, yeah, you get a creative outlet. And when you paint something really well, you know, you get compliments and things like that, and it always feels good. But, you know, I think if we just remind ourselves exactly what you guys were saying, that we all have value. And it doesn't, like, people, I've, I've gotten a few requests on Instagram or uh, on the Discord and DM saying like, hey, what do you think of this? Um, you know, and people will send me their painted minis. And I wholeheartedly encourage you, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this live, um, please dip into my DMs, send me your painted minis, uh, pictures of cats. Um, you know, I'll review both. Uh, the cats are always a thumbs up. 
And yeah, like if you want critiques of your minis, I'm more than happy to help out. Um, but just know that I'm never going to tell you that your minis are shit because they're not. The technical prowess, the technical detailing isn't what makes a quality product or a quality mini. It's the time and effort that you put in. Um, it's the care that you put into it. It's the creativity. And I see that with, you know, Darkness and, and her Etsy studio. I see that with Signarly. And I remember watching the stream with uh, Doc Rhino and PSK and knowing what PSK is doing for PTSD is, it's inspiring. Like, I could ramble on for another five minutes like I often do. But it's just that one word that I think really matters in that it's inspiring. Um, and everything that everyone does has value. It could be, you know, like my dream of David Tennant painting the worst guard models ever. But you know what? If you take the time to do something, recognize that that's time in. And if it's a failure, that's a lesson to be learned. Because there's the only failure is quitting because you just don't want to. Hard things are valuable because they're hard. They're a challenge. Giving up because something's tricky or difficult, um, well, that's second only to not trying. And there's uh, actually when JL reminded me with, uh, the conversation he had uh, with me when he was, you know, admittedly at a very low point because of the uh, technical R&D issues. And I said, you know what a loser is? It's somebody who doesn't try and makes fun of others. That's what a loser right. is. Because as long as you try, you put in that even a modicum of effort, that's what matters. And that's what I love about Grim Grip. And really everything that you're doing is because you're giving people an opportunity and a chance, just a chance to try. Mm -hmm. I, I think, think that's, that, I mean, yeah. that's the most important thing in the world to me, man, is giving people an opportunity. It's not a handout. It's not a hand up. It's an opportunity. And it's up to that person to do with it what they will. I was raised with the idea that, you know, when a man asks for help, you help him. It doesn't matter who he is or what he like, what he's done. If somebody needs your help, you help them. So, yeah, helping somebody out. You know, you said that you basically gave the like you're transferring the IP over, and that's that's no small feat. That's amazing, but you're doing it to help others, and you know, move on to the next thing for yourself, and. No, it's just been, it's been absolutely amazing having you on the show. Um, Thank you. It was amazing to hear more. Other guests are uh, going to have a little bit of a hard time following up with this introspective <laughs> and philosophical debates and conversations. Not really debates, because I think we're all on the same line. Uh, we're going to have to get some kind of contrarian on here, some kind of asshole, uh, because if it keeps going like this, it's just going to yeah, be straight up right love fest. 
no, no, we're all in the same. Uh, we all have the same uh, wavelengths. Of the Love brain. you, Mango. But um, yeah, before we wrap it all up here, um, did you have any questions for us, Grim? Yeah. Uh, when are uh, we going to do the uh, Canadian-U.S. Uh, uh, collaboration on the speed painting to put Army Painter in its place? Come on. It's wow. Something um, we... Considering I took about eight weeks to do 20 models, I don't <laughs> think I'm a contestant. Um, okay, it's going to be the Canadian-U.K., U.S. Yeah. Uh, so oh, if we if we've got uh, Mango on our team, I think we'll be, we'll be. My goal will be to not only outpaint Mango, which is never going to happen. It's just not. But big dreams. We're dreaming big. Yep. Um, I say we do it. Me and Mango will do the showdown. Um, you know, whatever we'll select their paints, do our thing. Um, Ted can paint one model, one hero model. And if he can finish that by the same time we finish ours, I will be proud of him. So I appreciate let, it. There, let's set those parameters. Yeah. Well, the 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 real question I got for you is where what can we do as a community to help this platform grow so that other people can be on? What can I do? Help Ted talk to me. That is an excellent question. Um so TED Talks Minis, honestly, right now, doesn't cost me a dime. It really doesn't. Um, I use my cell phone as my video camera. I use Streamlabs because it's free. Uh, uploading to YouTube and podcasts is free. Um, so it's mostly just share it on all the platforms. Um, tell your friends, tell your moms, um, you know, get people talking about it. And uh, the, the format... The format's not going to change, but the live show is always going to be midweek. So whether it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, depending on guest schedule and my schedule. Um, and then the YouTube video and the podcast will usually go out on the weekends now, um, just because I stayed up till three in the morning last Wednesday trying to upload everything. And I can't be doing that. <laughs> I got work in the morning. But uh, no, honestly, I appreciate that. And yeah, it's it's really just exposure and i know as an artist i hate you know <laughs> the term exposure but really just having people talk about it and understanding what it is it's not just um it's not just a twitch live stream it's a hobby late night show and the dream is to you know in the next few months to get a proper you know desk microphone so that the audio quality is better and a webcam so that, um, you know, the picture is good, but it's kind of nice having like a phone on the, uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> nice having the phone on the, uh, on my hobby lamp where it's kind of octopus armed onto, cause I can't dick around with it, uh, with my ADHD. So I've been fiddling around with this little piece of plastic, um, so that I'm not constantly doing this like, like a, tweaking um but no honestly that's uh that's all i could ever hope for um ask for is you know just watch uh watch and get to know the people that are on the show send us messages in the discord uh send us um send us 
questions um, in the Discord. We've got a TED Talks Minis subgroup and or on Instagram. You know, I'm on Instagram as Ted Paints Minis, uh, YouTube, everything like that. And really, I want to hear back from people that are watching. I want to know what you like, what you don't like. Do you want to hear less of me and more of a guest? Um, do you want JL on the show as my uh, angry Richter? I think I texted you once. Um, yeah, angry Richter. Yeah, Andy Richter. Yeah, I can the, leave. Uh, the the I guess kind of co-host for Conan O'Brien. Yeah, and yeah. he sent me a message. He's like, for this one in particular, he's like, do you want me, you know, to be your your co-host or just kind of in the background answering a couple questions? I was like, no, I watched my uh, my phone autocorrected. I was driving with uh, Siri. And it was like, uh, do you want to be my angry Richter? And I was like, actually, no, that's actually perfect. Yeah, okay. That works. Um, I felt yeah. like I've been very tame this episode. I, no, I felt I'm, like I'm very surprised. Um, <laughs> everybody's in for an absolute treat on the 3rd of January, where it's just going to be JL and I. Um, we're going to be talking grim dark box. We're going to be talking painting techniques, um, pretty much anything and everything. It's going to be a lot of banter back and forth. So hope you guys are excited for that. Um, but yeah, grim, that's, that's honestly all I could ever hope for is just to get the word out because, um, you know, I, I want this to grow so that when, so that when we do have guests on who maybe don't have, um, as big of a following or are that ingrained in the community um, that, you know, when they pop on the show, everybody goes nuts and they see the capability, they see the value in that person. And the more people that can recognize that, I know everybody else will appreciate it too. Good. Yeah. We'll, we'll spread the word and I look forward to many more, many more shows uh, with the, you know, People like, uh, you know, Darkness, uh, she's not killing, uh, Cephalopod Studio, Mango, yep. JL. I, I look forward to it. So no, you can come on watching. I very much appreciate that. And I can't wait to have you back on again um, with the next crazy storm-breaking uh, product that you create. Um, because what you're showing us in the on your feed right, right now is... I think a sneak peek and man, that just looks so cool. Um, it, 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 it's gonna, it's gonna do something that uh, will change streamers and tabletop game. Let's put it that way. I can't wait to see it. And I hope that, uh, hope that you'll come back on the show and we can talk more about it and you can show us what it is and you know, Let's blow everybody away. All right, you count. And <laughs> All right, thank guys. you for having me. And uh, I hope nothing but success for you guys. Thank everybody you very much. The chat. Really appreciate it. All right, everybody. gentlemen. Let's, uh, let's disconnect here. And I'll say the goodbyes to everybody. Um, thank you so much for your time tonight. I... Uh, I hope you had a good time. I know I did. Uh, take care, guys. Thanks, Teddy. See you later. Good night. All right. That was...
episode two of TED Talks Minis in the books. Tonight we had Azrael Grimm from the creator, not from, the creator of Grim Grips. Um, absolutely amazing human being. Um, I was completely blown away with, um, you know, Azrael's desire to grow the community, uh, to give people an opportunity to, you know, better their position. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, it really is. Having JL on here is so cool because JL is my best friend. Um, he's been pretty much my, pretty much my backbone in this hobby in the last, uh, well, like since September-ish. Um, and it's, it's just been great. It really has been. And having him finally on the show, um, just showed me that, you know, we're going to have him on as a co-host more often. Um, speaking of the show, <clears throat> next week we have Sig Gnarly, amazing painter, like absolutely amazing painter, uh, member of the Grim Grips team. Um, what else? Oh yeah. Absolute sensation on Twitch and Instagram and really, really cool dude. Um, so we're going to have him on next week. It's not going to be on a Wednesday. It's going to be on a Tuesday because I've got plans on a Wednesday and I'm not changing them. So you'll have to deal with it. I know I will. Um, after that, we've got Cephalopod Studios on the 5th of January. And we also have that dedicated show with JL on looking at my calendar, the 3rd of January. Um, so that one's going to be really exciting. All the shows are really exciting. And I really appreciate your time, everyone. Chat went absolutely nuts having the entire uh, crew for Grim Grips uh, lighting it up. Uh, I was a little bit distracted during the stream because uh, it's just hype, like just constant hype. And it's so cool. Um, so <clears throat> last but not least, a little bit of housekeeping. If you like anything about this show, please message me. Let me know what you like. If there's something that you dislike about this show, uh, message me. Come on Instagram as Ted underscore paints underscore minis. Uh, join the Discord. Links are up in my link tree all across different social media platforms. Uh, this show is live tonight. Uh, it will be immediately available on Twitch on the weekend. It'll be available on YouTube and podcasts, wherever you get them, whether it's Apple, Google, or uh, Spotify. So that's cool. I figured out how to do that. And last but not least, if there's someone that you know that you want to be a guest on TED Talks Minis, have them contact me or, you know, let me know who it is and I'll reach out to them. Um, and uh, yeah, so with that... This has been episode two of TED Talks Minis. Thank you so much for your time tonight. And I hope, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Oh yeah, there's the button.
Thank you.